Welcome to Young and Adulting, a podcast of the Young Adults community at Christ Fellowship Church. Our hope is to create a safe place for authentic conversation around the ins and outs of life as we all try to navigate following Jesus in the world we live in today. Thanks for joining us and welcome to the conversation. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Young and Adulting Podcast. We're in season five. Uh, I'm your host today, Amanda Gonzalez, and I'm so excited because today we are joined by some of our very own young adults, our college students, and we're going through uh, Ryan, Pastor Ryan McDermott's Unbound Book Study. And today I've got with me, I've got Brayden, I've got Danny, and I've got Evan with us, and we're going to have an incredible conversation kicking off uh, what is, uh, I think, week three of the Unbound study. And so we're going to jump right in and I'm going to throw a question out there and whoever feels comfortable can kind of jump in and answer. So uh, in the story of Lazarus, when he's like resurrected and comes back to life, it is common for people to think that when he broke out of that grave, we've been singing in songs and I ran out of that grave, that he would be running out of that grave. But something that Pastor Ryan made us all aware of is that when he came out of the grave, he actually still had his grave clothes on. Mm -hmm. So he was probably hopping out of that grave, not (laughs) running out of that grave. And he connected it to this idea that a lot of believers actually still have grave clothes on, Mm -hmm. even though they've been freed by Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so the question I want to throw out there, because we know that even in Genesis, it talks about how we're made in the image of God. We're Mm -hmm. separated, set set apart for the things of God to experience life and life abundantly. So those grave clothes is not our identity. So the Mm -hmm. question I have for you is how does knowing this shape your view of people and your view of yourselves? Danny, why don't you kick us off? Yeah, I think it, it definitely brings conviction hmm. um, on how I look on people because I think it's so easy, like in our flesh, to just judge people. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. it's easy to yeah. just uh, have a preconceived notion about somebody, about how they look or yeah. whatever it is. And it's, I mean, it's just our automatic flesh response. Hmm. Right. Um, but knowing this, it brings conviction in how I see all my brothers and sisters in Mm. Christ. And I think it it brings grace Mm. and also grace for myself because that same prejudgment, I think I fall into that for myself where Mm. I am too hard on myself Mm -hmm. or I um, let the enemy uh, feed me the lies of of holding on to shame. But knowing that I'm created in God's image, um, that I no longer have to wear those grave clothes that I've been redeemed and renewed um, by his spirit is it's convicting and it, it, it gives me much more grace for myself and others. I love that. Yeah. yeah. I think to kind of bounce off of that, uh, something that you said was about having grace for others. I think that that's something that's really big for me, uh, especially when I'm driving. Don't have a lot of grace for <laughs> right. people. You know? But um, kind of like what Pastor Ryan was talking about, like some, some believers still have their grave clothes on mm-hmm. and people who aren't believers definitely have grave clothes on. Yeah. Mm. And we have to remember that we do have to have grace for others because you know, one person is not better than another, regardless yeah. of how long you've been saved or right. if you're not. Yeah. You know, we all still have trials, tribulations and struggles. And we have to remember that our our whole goal as believers is we want all people to know Jesus. And so yeah. if we're not setting a good example of how to care for others, then why would others do that as well? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I fully agree. Um, I think knowing that is so key. Um what you guys were talking about, like, especially driving Evan, I was going to kind of do that <laughs> one too. Um, but like something that I noticed is like when I go to the mall or something, it's so easy for me to be like, man, there's so many people here. Like, like the Starbucks lines, like, bro, mm. y'all. <laughs> and like the the one person there who's like, I didn't get my order yet. I'm like, neither did I. I'm not being loud though. But, like, <laughs> but, then, but then, like, then it's like the Lord's like, you better watch your tone right there. Right. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're right. But like, even like 
uh, one of my favorite things to do is people watch. There it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I remember being at the mall one time and being like, dang, like every single one of these people are called by God mm-hmm. and God wants to have that relationship with them. And he loves it. He made them. And it just yeah. filled me with such compassion for them. Mm-hmm. And it also broke my heart a little bit mm-hmm. as in like, they don't know. Yeah. And and they need to. Like right. God loves them so much, created them. Like it just had this like it it filled me with compassion but also burdened me mm. to be like they need to know. I love that. So, yeah. Man, I have to see what your quiet time looks like. You went from like <laughs> being uh, corrected in your mind by the Holy Spirit to having a burden. When you I do yeah. not have a burden when I'm people watching. So that was actually beautiful to hear. Hey, there's a story in scripture where uh uh in in Genesis uh, where the enemy actually comes in the form of a serpent. And there's this popular phrase that has been coined where he questions God's creation, Adam and Eve. And he said, did God really say? And this theme, did God really say, is actually uh, kind of a thread of the enemy's agenda with a lot of believers, a lot of people that are walking in fellowship with God, and he'll bring these lies out. And mm-hmm. so what I want to know is, have you ever experienced this type of questioning in your life, walking mm-hmm. with Jesus, that did God really say that kind of creates some doubt in your world? Yeah, I mean, I'll go first, I guess. Um, no, uh, something that I realized early on, like as my brothers have both pursued ministry, hmm. uh, there was always this like, did, did God really call me? Hmm. Or, or do I just love my brothers so much that I want to be like them and that's why I'm doing what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. Um, there's been this like, did, did God really tell you to be here? Did God really mm. show you mm. that you're supposed to be in Florida at a, at this college? And and mm. there's been so wow. much of that, like, oof, um, I, I, I'm pretty confident. And, mm. and what I go then is like for those scriptures of mm. like, I'm with you, I have called you. And and uh, the one that I remember memorizing early was like Isaiah 41, 10 is like, do not fear for I'm with you. Yeah, I will strengthen you, I will hold you, I am your God. Like, that's something that like, even when I'm afraid and I'm like, God, I don't, like it's like is God really there? No, no, He is. Yeah, uh, I may not feel it, but I know by mm. Scripture He He says He will never forsake me, and He's yeah. always with me. So mm. that's so good. What about you? That's Danny? really good. Yeah, I um, almost interpret it like I never thought of it that way, mm. but I thought about it of um, manipulating the truth of like because the enemy is a manipulator of mm-hmm. the truth, and right. he'll take what God says and manipulate it in a certain way. And I think in our society, it's so easy in different things like. Um, in dating, let's say, uh, where we will interpret it our own way. Well, there wasn't dating in in the Bible, so right. maybe this is okay in dating, or this mm. is okay mm-hmm. in that. Like, did God really say that we couldn't do this? Wow. Or, and something for me personally, I think we've coined the term uh, verbal processing. I'm a yeah. verbal processor. <laughs> when really, in reality, that's gossiping, right? Yeah, right? And you know, did God did God really say that mm. we can't vent about this person mm. or that we can't talk about this? But um, when I was going over this and thinking about it. In Ephesians 4.29, it says, um, do not use foul uh, language. Don't Mm -hmm. use abusive or foul language, but let everything you say be good and helpful. Mm -hmm. And so the conviction of that, of no, I don't want to be a verbal processor. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be a gossiper. Um, And what God really says is in his word. And I need to look to that to live my life and structure my life in that way. That's beautiful. What about you? I think um, in today's society, I feel like the reason why we struggle so much with the phrase, did God really say, is because truly society has a huge identity issue. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that a lot of times people will forget 
who they are, who they were made by, who they were yeah. created to be and what they were created for. Yeah. And I think because of that, it, it gets us to start questioning some of these things that God has said over our lives, including our worth. Mm-hmm. People, I feel like, forget how how much worth they actually have, how much value they have. And I think that that's a result of they aren't going back to the word. Right. And I think it's so important that we're able to have our foundation firmly rooted in Christ yeah. so that when the enemy comes and says, did God really say we can stand firm and be like, yes, he did. Come he on. Did. Like, that's it. God said this and this is how it is. This is the truth. That's yeah. great. And I think you bring up a beautiful point. Um, there's a practice where people work with like money and they have to basically spend more time with the real thing so that they can spot a counterfeit so they don't mm-hmm. actually have to spend any amount of time with counterfeits, mm. but all of the majority of their time studying the truth. And I think the point you're making is beautiful because um, the enemy didn't question somebody who didn't walk with God in the garden. Mm. <laughs> if you think about the audience that was being questioned by the serpent, it was actually somebody who was living in fellowship with God. Wow. So they must have encountered the presence of God mm. and understood the voice of God. Mm. And then yeah. when they're in relationship, he creates doubt. Mm. And so wow. I think that that's very interesting that as believers, there's still a posture that the enemy takes to try to create doubt. Mm, right. But it's within the relationship that you're in mm-hmm. that you can draw truth. Mm-hmm. And so I think the point you made is really beautiful. Danny, you mentioned something earlier when you were talking about um, just kind of like making assumptions about people and the grave clothes. Mm-hmm. And you talked about how you want to be able to show grace for people yeah. who might be navigating stuff in their past. And uh, Pastor Ryan, he shared how one major thing that holds people back from walking in freedom is actually feeling the pain of their past. Yeah. Uh, from secrets or unforgiveness, and we can all relate to feeling mm-hmm. bound up in something, yeah. uh, but we need to bring it into the light. And so I want to know, in what ways have you allowed God to bring healing to some of the painful parts of your past? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think I am such a feeler, mm. and I love living in my emotions. Like, I love <laughs> feeling things. I, yeah. I'm like, crying is good for you. Crying's good for the skin. <laughs> like, I love feeling. But I think so many times it could consume me mm-hmm. rather than uh, really stepping into the healing that God has for me. Um, and I love um, in this chapter uh, what Pastor Ryan says about healing is not possible apart from forgiveness. Mm, yeah. Um, and there's so many times where I'll live in my thoughts and I'll go back. And it's mm. like one of those thoughts when you're like going to sleep at night and then you <laughs> think about it and that's what keeps you up yeah. and your, your brain is just stirring in it. Um, and to remind myself to uh, forgive those who have hurt me, mm. to see them as as well as, as God's creation and, yep. and envision them as, as God loving them and holding them the same as he would hold right. me and forgive me. Um, but forgiveness is a daily choice mm. and yeah. it's something you have to step into daily and especially especially if you're somebody that lives in your thoughts or it could get consumed of your past, you need to remind yourself of that forgiveness that uh, that God has for us. Yep. And so that we can pay it forward as well. Like yep. there's nothing that is too far gone to forgive. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah. So good. What about you, Brayden? Uh, for me, uh, when I think about the stuff that happened for past my, in my past, um, the stuff that really helped me is stuff that I didn't think well, actually, there was one that I knew was going to help me, but I was so stubborn with it. Mm-hmm. that I was like, no, I want to feel this. Like, I should feel this. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. It was like almost scared to heal from it. Mm-hmm. Like, I think sometimes, wow. uh, Danny, I agree with you. I'm also a feeler. And I'm like, no, feeling this is comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Healing from it is uncomfortable. Wow. And I want to sit here wow. in my pain and feel it out. And then I have, I have all these excuses. Oh, I can't do this because yeah. I'm feeling this way. 
Yeah. When in reality, uh, I knew what was going to help, and it was going back to church. It was going uh, to pray and talking with my friends that were very close to me. Um, yep. The one that I, I didn't want to do was journal. Because hmm. in my head, journaling, it, it, that's lame. <laughs> that's I'm not a journaler. That's hmm. that's. And, and then I remember I argued with God for like hmm. an hour or two. I'm like, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. You can you can heal me. You have the power. Hmm. And I didn't know he wanted to do it a specific way. Wow. And so when I gave in, I ended up like writing seven pages of just what I was feeling. And then I ended up starting turning those journals into into prayers for those mm-hmm. specific things. And so having uh, what was hidden in my past yeah. and to put it on a paper was like, hmm. this is giving it light because I can't hide this. This yeah. is now on a paper. Yep. Uh, and then I would talk it with my friends and they would help. So like, not arguing with God hmm. kind of was the way like you need to heal. Yeah. But you need to do it a, a way that you can. Yeah. And so when I picked it up, it it, it, it helped tremendously. Hmm. I think that's beautiful. What about you? Do you have any thoughts, Evan? Yeah, I am not a feeler. <laughs> um, <laughs> For some reason, I knew that. Like yeah. I was like, I think yeah. I'm about to get another perspective, which which is going to be really great. Yeah, I um something that I would do when because I've. I've struggled with unforgiveness for a while. I've had some hurts from some people that were really close to me, even some family members, and they've kind of like rooted themselves deep. But I was always the type of person where I was like, I'll throw it to the side and Mm -hmm. I'll keep moving forward. You know, progress, 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 move. Mm. But as I was searching this last year for healing in a couple of these different areas, I started to realize I hit some roadblocks and I was like, if I'm not forgiving, Mm. this healing is not going to go any further. Mm. And so... I realized that as I was trying to search for this healing and and develop and grow from that, there there were just some some words that I had to have with some people and mm-hmm. some things that I had to give up to the Lord and let mm-hmm. go in my heart and not dwell on those anymore. Mm-hmm. And when I was able to do that, that's when I finally started to receive healing in mm-hmm. those different areas. That's beautiful, man. I was I was just chewing on everything that you guys were saying, and I think that that uh, that what you guys are painting together, like collaboratively, mm-hmm. is this beautiful pursuit that God has for us to be whole because <laughs> mm. we think about like these bridges of unforgiveness and all that kind of stuff all of those are barriers to wholeness and when you even talked about feelings feelings mm-hmm. are familiar mm-hmm. that's right. why we hold on to them freedom less familiar mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so I think that is so beautiful that the Lord desires to pursue you so much that yeah. he's willing to take you through something that seems disconnected mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to reconnect you to wholeness yeah, yeah. Uh, another major thing that holds us back are lies we need uh, God's word to help us to walk into truth. And so I'd love for you to share just a, an encounter in your life where God has freed you from a lie, maybe that was spoken over you or a lie that you just kind of collected along the way and how he's used his word and his people to um, reveal that lie, but also replace it with the truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, Evan, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Yeah, a lie that I believed for a very long time was uh, that I would never be good enough. Hmm. Um, growing up, I always felt like everything was performance-based. I had to perform a certain way to get value, to get worth. And that's something that I held on to for years, up hmm. until probably about a year or two ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I just love what it says in Ephesians chapter 2, that we are masterpieces. Yeah. And, yeah. and in Genesis, when it says that we are made in the image of God, like we don't get our worth be- based off of things we do we get our worth based off of who we were created for and who we were created mm-hmm. by. And mm-hmm. I think that that's something that the Lord has done a long work in me over yep. time. And it's taken a lot of time and a lot of different um, places of healing. Yep. But that's something that I struggled with for a while that the Lord was able to um, give me a new perspective and, and 
put truth in my life over that. That's really mm. cool. Yeah. Yeah, for me as well, I, I went through a very heavy season of just um, a depression and anxiety and like self-loathing and okay. it was deeply rooted from insecurities in okay. myself um, and lies that have been spoken over me like in my childhood. Um, and I remember just wanting to break that in me and then knowing that, okay, I know that the Lord has created me, that I'm made in his image, like it yeah. says in Genesis, but how, why do I feel this way? And so I remember going through this season and um, praying and fasting hmm. and I um, actually fasted from makeup, which it could be hmm. a cool topic as um as females because we yeah. always put that on and everything i remember just wanting to just be completely myself and mm. just see myself the mm. way that god um Beautiful. has has made me and see myself the way that he sees me and and so there's like classics like psalms 139 mm. uh, when at the end in, in verse 14 saying uh, thank you for making me so complex like i'm fearfully and wonderfully made your workmanship is marvelous yeah. and thinking that the lord speaks that over me as well or psalms 8 when it says that he gives us to and he crowns us with honor and yeah. glory who are we that he is mindful mm, of us yeah. love it um but something as well in um isaiah um isaiah 49 um it talks about how even if a mother um forgot his forgot her child or mm. forgot or doesn't love her child i have not forgotten you mm, i've yeah. written your name into the palms of my hands wow, wow. and i just spoke that over myself and just started to see myself the way that god um God sees me and I, wow. I feel like I've truly been delivered from that. Wow. That's incredible. Uh, Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Super powerful. Uh, for me, who is a little different. Um, again, I think a lot of my uh, lies and, and, and the stuff that was coming for me was for whatever reason, I had this idea as the youngest sibling in my family hmm. that the calling, that the, the things that were the big things that God wanted to do was gonna be through my older brothers. Mm. I always felt uh, less than, wow. um, and it wasn't something that my parents did. My parents were great at like, you're mm. not your brothers. And um, I think really it came from a friendship that I had and, and it was some, you know, like when we were little, we get like little things spoken over us, but yep. then it like ends up being so much bigger. Yep. I remember one of my friends looked at me and said, uh, he was getting frustrated about something. And he said, just, just don't be Brayden. Oh, and it man. hurt so mm. bad. It was like, you're telling me not to be who I am. And so I think it like my like insecurity of like me being simply being who I am and not fitting in with a lot of people yep. was like, I, I guess God just kind of messed up, mm -hmm. I, but that doesn't make any sense because he's perfect. So am right. I just like the, yeah. you know, the, the one in a million or whatever. And so it took, it took a while uh, for me to be confident in who I was is actually there was one day I, I was like, Lord, do you, do you care about what I care about? Because mm -hmm. uh, I, I'm like, I have, I like different music. Like for me, I like soundtrack music. And mm. so there's a specific movie. It's my favorite movie uh, that I love listening to. And I'm really like, Lord, do you, do you care about that? Like, do you care about wow. what I care about? I know you designed me for exactly the interest that I, I, you're like, you know me better than I know myself. Yeah. And so I remember I, 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 uh, then was in the car and turned on music and my favorite, uh, piece from that movie hmm. turned on mm -hmm. and I, I just felt so validated in that moment like so cool Lord, you do care you yeah. did design me to be exactly who i'm supposed to wow. be yeah. regardless yeah. of my interests like these little things that i get made fun of but i know that like when i hear this music i don't think oh wow man created i was like lord you gave man the ability 
to create this. Like, yeah. this is mm-hmm. crazy. I can't wait till I hear the symphonies in heaven. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's going to be beautiful. crazy. Yeah. yeah. And so what I had to do is like, honestly, the Psalms that you were, you were talking about, those mm-hmm. were ones that I, I had to uh, look back on. And I remember yeah. looking at the stars and doing the, who is man that you are mindful. Yeah. Right. Like if you created the stars, like there's some big stars out there. Mm. Right. Like if you're big enough to make that, but you're so close enough to yeah. care about me. That's so great. Mm. It's, it just was such a big comfort to me. Yeah. And before we move on, we don't usually do this kind of thing, but I just want to affirm you. We have been, uh, the three of us at this table, we've been on the other side of what the Lord has done inside of you, Brayden. Mm-hmm. And I just want to affirm the things of God that that have your name on it and your identity attached to it. Mm-hmm. You are called, you are loved, you're in the right seat. Yeah. You're at this table for a reason. And I just want to tell you that your voice matters mm-hmm. and that you have literally given identity and purpose and volume to the kingdom of God through your yeah. life. Yeah. And uh, God would have it no other way. And so we're really thankful that you're at this table today. Thank you. I love it. We're just trying to make a man cry. If you guys are watching, (laughs) if you guys are watching, we're going to zoom in so you can see that men have tears. Hey. Well, (laughs) Pastor Ryan, he uh, talked about the different types of um, sin. And he was talking about a sin of omission and a sin of Mm. commission. Sin of omission, which... Uh, not a lot of people kind of unpack it this way, but a sin of omission is not doing what you know you should do. Mm-hmm. And the sin of commission is doing what you shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. And so I'm uh, interested to hear what are some of the things that you've put in your life to guard against these types of sin that try to creep into our relationship with God and ultimately try to put grave clothes back on us. Mm-hmm. I'd love to know anybody can jump in. Yeah, I think um, I love what our senior pastors say. Pastor Todd was preaching about it, I think, a few months ago, um, but that we need to draw the line in our boundaries. Mm. Like we need to draw it so far away from where we think it is that when Mm -hmm. we do mess up because we're human and we have flesh and we will always fall into that. We're sinners. But when we do mess up, it's nowhere near the line. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. having some really strong guardrails and being honest with yourself of, no, this is where my weakness is. This yeah. is at night when I'm laying in bed, like this is where the enemy mm-hmm. will get me. And so I need to put up guardrails that are so serious. Like, you know, Beautiful. I admire so many of our pastors that say, I leave my phone outside of the room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or I, you know, I, um, some people who uh, have like their little track phones or something like that, that mm. they don't have their um, smartphones or yep. things like that. I think having strong mentors and wise counsel Beautiful. in your life yeah. mm-hmm. and just being transparent Love and that. being able to have, it's not even just that emotional equity, but being have somebody like somebody in your corner that is willing to call you up and out. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah. Um, so the first thing that I had to do was get my devos right. Hmm. Uh, so I used to be the, like, I'm a night owl. I'll do my devos at night when I can fully pay attention. What hmm. a great excuse that was. Hmm. Um, and so what I had to do was, no, in order for me to have this good relationship with the Lord, he needs to be the first priority in the morning. So good. Hmm. And so what I do uh, is every morning, it's the first thing I do is I go and read my Bible. Uh, and that was helping me in a lot of creating other boundaries. Like, Danny, I, I, I also like keep my phone way outside my mm-hmm. room. Uh, I don't need it in my room. I found another way for an alarm clock. That's great. Uh, it's an added a lot of peace, like mm. being off my phone. Like I, I now put my phone away an hour before I go to bed. Wow. And I just, I just sit there and, and it, it helped uh, create this rhythm of uh, meditating on the yeah. word. That's and great. then the one thing that I do pray is that uh, I, I take the psalm, I forget which one it is, uh, but I, I say, uh, Lord, that your word would find its way in my heart so that I may not sin against you. Yeah, that's and beautiful. so I just keep that every single day. And, yeah. then I, and then I pray the Lord's Prayer, like, 
lead me away from temptation, deliver yeah. me from evil. I keep those uh, sometimes multiple times a day as the boundaries and the uh, prayers for my yeah. life. And I think you actually just brought up a really good point. There's there's sins of proximity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There are some sins that can be avoided simply because they are not in the same room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're not in the same space. You don't make them accessible. And so I think that's a beautiful point that you've both made with taking very practical steps to combat it. And it's not just mental guards or I just, you know, say the name of Jesus eight times and jump (laughs) up and down and say, Holy Ghost. (laughs) But you guys have actually put practical indications on like, my phone is the source. So my phone is not going to have that power over me. Mm -hmm. Or like my bedroom needs to have a vision. I have to have a vision Mm -hmm. for what I'm accomplishing when I'm in that room. I think that's going to help so many listeners Mm -hmm. uh, that are on right now. What about you? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think something for me that really helps me combat sin is the power of community around me. Mm -hmm. Um, I love, Danny, what you said about having mentors in our lives. I think that having mentors and leaders that are able to direct us down the path that we want to go that can help keep us accountable and and, and lead us um, towards Christ and closer Mm -hmm. to being like him, I think that's so important. But also having community around us, having brothers and sisters around us that can also hold us up that as we're going down that path, that if we do fall, if we do stumble, that they're there to pick us back up, to, Mm -hmm. to help us keep walking Mm -hmm. and keep building on those things and, and, and really fighting and and walking farther away from our sin. Yeah, Mm. that's so true. I love that. Y'all, this has been a very, very rich conversation. I want to thank all three of you, Evan, Danny, and Brayden for just being vulnerable and honest and letting us into the world that God has been doing stuff on the inside of you. Mm -hmm. Uh, But before we leave, I'd love to know, um, because our listeners haven't really gotten to know you any more past, they've gotten to know you through like your deepest, darkest secrets, (laughs) (laughs) but a little bit more lighthearted. Why don't you tell us uh, one of the quirkiest things that you have done in your entire life? Goodness. And I think that Danny's probably ready now. I mean, to pick one, right? <laughs> like, um, I think my funniest story is uh, when I was seven years old, my mom was having a work meeting downstairs. And so we had to be real quiet upstairs in our rooms, me and my older sister. And we were just doing our own things. I was watching an episode of iCarly. And I don't know. In, not you sponsored. Know, not so oh, sorry. <laughs> I was watching an episode <laughs> of a show, of a show <laughs> on a TV. <laughs> but um, my dad had gifted me a little, uh, not a little, a big Fender electric guitar. And I didn't know how to play that thing. And so <laughs> I was playing along with the episode because they had a band on. And at the end, I had this like big finale and I lifted the guitar above my head and I was doing it in, to my vanity, like to my marriage, like such confidence. Right. And my tooth went flying what? with it. <laughs> I'm not. Knocked my own tooth out with this big old guitar. Oh what a plot twist. <laughs> I saw a flying tooth coming right, next. Right, right. And I just remember holding it. I picked it up. I held it in my hand. And I knocked on my sister's door. And we couldn't say anything because they were having my a work goodness. meeting. So I was like, <laughs> got fixed. <but>. Wow. <laughs> wow. All right. Just oh. let's summarize. Just a quirky, quick um, circumstance. I don't know about quirky, but I'll tell you something clumsy I, I've done. We'll take um, it. There's about four do- doors I've walked into. Like, like I turned around. Doors. Closed doors. Mm-hmm. That I just, for whatever reason, decided to walk into. And the fourth time it happened, my thumb went straight to my eye. Oh. And I just sat down and started laughing. Because I was like, how is this the fourth time that this, like, and I wasn't like little. <laughs> I was like a teenager. <laughs> and I'm just like. This was like this, yesterday. <laughs> my eye still hurts. <laughs> I was just like, all right. Well, that happened. I guess. Wow. I just, I was, um, it's still like, to me, I'm like. 
I have walked in, and now it's probably been more, that is more so than four. Clearly, but. we have not screened these stories. <laughs> You're getting them fresh off the press. This could be a word, walking into closed doors. Let's just, Come a on. quick summarization of a quirky encounter you've had. I am really bad at sitting in chairs. Um, just getting in the <laughs> chair today, I definitely today. <laughs> almost fell out. Um, one funny story, uh, uh, I have a hammock in my front yard, uh-huh. and um, uh, one day, wasn't having the best day, went to sit down. And I was like, okay, I stretched it out. I was like, I'm good. I'm chilling. Like, we're good. And as soon as I got on it, gave up my weight and fell right back onto my head. It Man. was I was there awful. for that. That was really funny. <laughs> well, uh, this has been an incredible episode. And I think this is a great tone to end on. Uh, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Young and Adulting Podcast. If you haven't been able to grab your copy of Pastor Ryan's Unbound book, there's going to be a link in our show notes for you to be able to get a hand on that and maybe group up and have conversations of your own. But we're so excited. Every Thursday, we're going to have a new episode. So we'll be tuning in with you very soon for another episode of the Young and Adulting Podcast. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Young and Adulting. Follow us on Instagram at cf.youngadults. And if there's a topic you'd like to talk about, we want to hear about it. Send us an email or leave a comment with your thoughts. We'll see you next time.